If you've been thinking about creating an online course and you're worried that it's gonna create a lot of noise in your business around operations, software, procedures, listen up. In this episode of Create, Market, and Sell Your Online Course, I'm giving you a rundown of the software that I use, how I use it, and how much I pay for it so that you can understand it's not that hard to do these things. And don't forget to sign up for the webinar series coming June 6th, 7th, and 8th, where I'm going to be teaching aspiring course creators the three steps to creating an online course that delivers on the results that it promises. Exciting, exciting stuff. Let's get to it. You're listening to the Create, Market, and Sell Your Online Course podcast. I'm your host, Heather DeVoe, and I help entrepreneurs just like you create, market, and sell your online course quickly because who has time for slow each episode brings insights advice coaching action items and real world experience from the course creation industry if you're an entrepreneur thinking about creating an online course this podcast is for you and when you're ready you can come and join our signature program create market and sell your online course You'll spend 30 days creating that course, 30 days developing a marketing plan, and 30 days building a sales strategy. Nobody does it faster. Let's get to it. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 116 of Create, Market, and Sell Your Online Course. My name is Heather DeVoe, and today I want to get technical. (laughs) I feel like we need a mic drop there. We're going to get technical. We're going to talk about software. We're going to talk about programs. We're going to talk a little bit about operations. We're going to talk about what does it look like when you're running a fully digital business. And yes, I have a physical office space, but we don't do business in that office space. We don't have clients come to us. We don't hold meetings there. It's mostly just a place for me to hang out with my team, get out of the house when I want to work somewhere else besides a coffee shop. And we really do run completely digital. All of my employees work off-site. They work from home or they go to coffee shops. Sometimes they're at the office when I'm not there. And sometimes I'm at the office when they're not there. And we see each other all the time on the internets, but we don't see each other all the time in real life. And it's interesting because a lot of people think that is difficult. And I got some really great advice from a business coach of mine when I was starting to hire people and she said, start the way you wish to proceed. And I took that advice to heart and I really did implement from a place of, it might not look like this yet, but this is how I want it to look eventually. And so we worked and made decisions from the place of, this is how it will work eventually. And eventually I wanted to have a place where we would be able to meet in person to work on the business, not necessarily work in the business, but do planning, you know, do offsites, talk about development, talk about professional development, talk about project development. And so I made the decision quite soon after I hired the team that we were going to get an office but we really do run digital. And so I wanna talk to you today about what it looks like to run a digital business, how much that is costing me on a monthly basis. I'm gonna talk to you about what software I use, how we run the team digitally, and how much that costs. And the caveat there is it will probably end up costing more over time, but right now we're running pretty lean and we are not wanting for anything. And my rule has been, if you need it, ask. We'll try it. If it's not working out, we'll just get rid of it. 
And there's a few software programs that are on the edge right now where if the team can't make the argument to me that we really do need it, then I'm going to cut it from the roster and I'm not going to feel badly about that because we just don't need it. There's no need to keep something you're not using. You know, we do that enough with our streaming services. I think right now I'm paying for five streaming services and, you know, I'll tell you I don't watch TV, but apparently I do. Listen, before I dive into this, I want to remind you that we are hosting a three-part webinar series, June 6th, 7th, and 8th, where I'm going to teach you, the aspiring course creator, how to take the three first steps getting closer to creating your online course, the three first steps that are going to allow you to actually create an online course that delivers on the results that you are promising to your customer. Now, the reason that we designed this webinar series as a series is because asking a client or a potential client to come and spend two hours on the internet with me at one time is a lot. And we decided that it would be better to break it up for people, deliver it at a time when most people were available in the evening after supper, and make sure that people had general access to this training to help you make a decision on whether or not you are ready to create an online course, to help you size up whether or not your business is ready to support an online course. And this episode of the podcast is going to help you get some framework around that and to assess where your business is right now and how you can start building out some of those systems and process and frameworks yourself at the operations level to get ready to support an online course in your business. And I want to tell you that each day of the webinar series is its own self-contained webinar. However, If you can only attend part two or part three, then you're better off just booking a call with my team to talk about how we can help you with those three pieces. Because if you can't make it to the first webinar, the second webinar is going to be very difficult to follow. We're building from a learning perspective. We've built this out so that you build on the previous day's skills and we're doing it boom, 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 three days in a row, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's happening at 6 p.m. each evening, Atlantic Standard Time, which is 5 p.m. Eastern Time. We're doing 45-minute sprints. We're doing work sprints together. I'm gonna teach you how to do each step, and then you're gonna spend time on the call with me and everyone else that is there. You're gonna spend time doing those sprints to produce a result that you did not have before. And ultimately, It is designed to help you see that you can, leaning into your subject matter expertise, you can deliver the results that you are promising to your customers using my proven framework. So, so, so excited. And of course, I'm gonna make an offer to you to come and work with us this summer during the July cohort. And I wanna be clear that at any time you can decide to join Create, Market, and Sell Your Online Course. But if you're interested in going through it with a cohort, and a cohort, if you're not familiar with that term, just means a group of people who start and finish at the same time. If you're interested in doing it that way, instead of just one off, which is the way the program is rolled out now, I have rolling enrollment, you can join at any time. If you wanna do it with a group of people and you don't wanna be there by yourself, then the cohort is for you, my friend. We are starting July 6th. It is going to be awesome. All right, that is my shameless plug. Listen, it's my podcast. I can do whatever the fuck I want. (laughs) You should also have that attitude about your business, okay? And make offers, make fucking offers. Invite people to come and work with you. What you have is valuable. I wanna help you make it even more valuable, show you how to package it up, put it in a container and get it out there into the world. I honestly believe that I can help you grow your business and I have tons and tons of experience doing this with other 
other entrepreneurs who are absolutely growing their businesses using their online courses in the world right now as their main vehicle of delivery. So exciting. All right, listen, I have a laundry list of software here. You're going to want to sit down. You can take notes if you feel inclined, but you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to attach this into the show notes for you so that you have it ready to go. You can take a screenshot of it and that will make it easier for you so that you don't have to take notes, okay? You can always come back and listen to the podcast. And of course, if you love the podcast, give it a review. We don't have a lot of reviews on this thing and we have a lot of listeners. I would love to hear what you think. So the first one is, oh, and also let me just say this. With the exception of the communication software and the project management software, every other piece of software that I have used and am using now, I did use before I had a team, okay? So we're gonna start with the project management software and the communication software that we use in our business, but those are really the only two pieces that I didn't use because of course I had no one to communicate with and we didn't do project management. And I'll explain a little bit more about project management in a minute. So the first piece of software that we use in the business now every single day to keep the team connected is a software called Slack, S-L-A-C-K. Slack is a real-time chat software package that we use internally between team members. Now, as a course creator, you could also use Slack as a community tool, and that is how it is often used, but I was first introduced to Slack years ago, back in 2014, when I worked at a startup, it was how we chatted with each other on the floor of the startup in the office and after hours. So what I did when I hired a team was I said, I set very clear boundaries around the use of Slack. And I had actually hired a content developer early on and then let that person go quite quickly because their skill set was not what I anticipated it to be and the capacity to be able to do the work was not there and so we ended up letting that person go but one of the things that we ended up saying was no cat videos like do not post another picture of a cat or a meme or anything funny like that and it's not because I'm an asshole boss it's because that's a tool for communication and there are notifications associated with this software that if you don't get a handle on them, your whole fucking day will just be filled with dinging being like, somebody wants me, somebody wants me, somebody wants me. And as much as I love to work, I am adamant about protecting my time when I'm not working. And I wanted to be able to protect my employees time as well. And so I encourage them to set the snooze when they weren't working. And I encourage them and reminded them that nothing is urgent ever in my business. We have long runways of projects. We're not in a rush. Nobody needs an urgent answer right now. And we put in place systems to be able to get a hold of each other so that if it's formal, we use email. And if it's just a quick thing, we need some information. Whenever you can get to it, we use Slack. And it's on our phones and I have zero notifications turned on on my phones. The team knows that I'll get back to them and I know they'll get back to me. And on the off chance that it was an emergency, the agreement is we'll just pick up the phone and call one another and we'll deal with whatever it is. But I've designed my business so that we have no emergencies. So I don't even know their phone numbers, which is awesome. That's the first piece of software. The second piece of software that we use, oh, and Slack is free, by the way. You don't have to upgrade it to use it. We use the free version. It's awesome. Trello is the project management software that we use and it's spelled T-R-E-L-L-O. And Trello is actually a startup company themselves. And I was also introduced to this at a startup that I worked at 
it was what the last job that I had before I became a full-time entrepreneur. And I really liked it because it's almost like sticky notes on a board where every piece of project is gets its own sticky note and they're called boards. And you organize your sticky notes in these boards, but it's really for managing projects and understanding how timelines work and where the deliverables are and who's responsible for what. Trello, I set up for tracking projects just before my first team member came on board because I wanted to have the infrastructure in place and give them a jumping off point to be able to do project management. What we've learned about Trello, and I'm paying $80 a month for four subscriptions to Trello because it's about 20 bucks a person to be able to have all the features that we want. The Trello is actually one of the software that is on the chopping block because we have such great internal communication and our processes are so strong that we don't actually need to be tracking the projects we're working on because I don't allow the business to take on so many projects that I can't handle the projects. And actually one of the things I'm working on in terms of mindset is remembering I actually have four times the capacity that I had before I hired a team. And so maybe we will use it, maybe we won't, but we're giving it another couple of weeks to see is it worth the 80 bucks? But in terms of getting your thoughts organized, mapping out your processes and procedures, understanding the workflow from onboarding to offboarding of a client, I would recommend Trello. And if you're feeling overwhelmed and inundated with work, also come and create an online course because having a course to sell reduces all of that overwhelm, but it will help you to organize your thoughts. So that's the second piece. The next three pieces are part of the Google suite of products. And they're really products and not software, but I kind of lump them all together as software. So it's the Google Drive, the Google Email Suite, and the Google Calendar. I'm paying $36 a month per person right now on my team, including my... Actually, no, I don't pay for myself because I didn't upgrade my email <laughs> because I decided everyone on the planet has my heatherdevoe at gmail.com. And if I upgrade it now to be like Heather at Heather DeVoe, people are going to be confused. So I actually left my email unbranded. But the $36 a month gives everyone access to the Google Drive with, I think we have 50 gigabytes of storage each, which is plenty because we mostly deal in text documents. That includes their email access with, I think, 15 gigabytes of storage per email account, as well as a branded email. So everyone on my team has like their name at heatherdevoe.com. And then we use the Google Calendar. Now my team doesn't use the Google Calendar as much as I do. I live and die by my calendar. I time block, I block out time where you can't reach me. I only allow certain you know, phone calls at certain times in my calendar. I have every lunchtime blocked off to be able to you know, get my son back and forth to school. But we use the calendar for internal appointments and then it's linked to the next piece of software that I'm gonna talk about, which is Calendly. That's linked to Calendly, Calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. Uh, when somebody wants to book a call with me or Matt, my project manager, and that goes directly to our Google Calendar so we know that time is blocked off. So Google Drive, email, and Google Calendar, part of the Google suite of products, cost me $36 a person, and then I'm actually not paying for that for myself. Calendly is our appointment scheduling software, and that is $10 per person. So Matt has an account and I have an account. 
Nancy doesn't need an account because she doesn't talk to clients and Adam doesn't need an account because he doesn't talk to clients either. They work internally of the company. So Matt and I do the external facing. Matt does all of the consult consult calls now, uh, all of the vetting of the clients. And then I talk to the students who are going to come in to create market and sell your online course. I also do podcasts. I also book interviews for that. I also have appointments with friends and colleagues of mine. So we use Calendly for that kind of stuff. Canva is the next piece of software that we use, which we do all of our graphic design in Canva. And it's very powerful, but I actually do pay for the upgraded version. So I'm paying, I think, $28 a month for the team version of Canva, which allows us to access all of their suite of products, all of their templates, all of their downloadable pictures uh, without having to pay royalties. So 28 bucks, super worth it. And the thing I love about Canva is it keeps your library for you. So when you create something once, you have it forever, which allows us to lather, rinse, and repeat our social media strategy, which is awesome. Uh, Matt is actually a classically trained graphic designer. And so he does a lot of stuff internally for us using InDesign Adobe products, uh, which we also pay for. And I'm paying for Adobe, the entire Adobe suite through a subscription model, I pay $180 a month for me and my son. <laughs> so I tag, we call him my CTO. My son is like my chief technology officer. Uh, so I actually share a software subscription with my son. And then Matt has a software subscription for the work he does internally for us. Uh, so I pay $180 a month for my son and I, and Matt's subscription, I believe, is $80 a month. So do we need two of them? No, but I couldn't take my son's subscription. I had to get Matt his own. So it's a funny, funny thing. Next is Buffer, and Buffer is $17 or $18 a month. Uh, Buffer allows us to schedule our social media, and Buffer is free. You can get it for free. You can get Canva for free. There's a free version of Calendly. There is a free version of Google Calendar, Drive, and email. And there is a free version of Trello as well. I just want to be clear about that. But we're paying for the upgraded versions because we have people behind the scenes using them. And these guys are smart. They know you can't have the same login for multiple people. I think Netflix also just did this where you have one login for one person and you pay for extra logins. But we use Buffer to schedule social media. So the $18 a month allows us to schedule up to 100 posts at a time over eight different accounts. I only have three accounts. We usually only have 10 or 20 posts to schedule at a time. Um, but we ran out very quickly realizing that if we're ever all on vacation at one time, or if, you know, my online business manager, Nancy, is away and she needs to be able to schedule social media far in the future, we needed to upgrade Buffer so that she could do that up to 100 posts at one time because the free version only allows you to use 10 posts at a time. Zapier is a connection software that I don't pay for because I only have a couple of zaps used in the background. But just to be clear, zaps are little pieces of code that talk to different pieces of software and make them work together. So I use Zapier for Thinkific and MailChimp to connect when somebody signs up for Create Market and Sell Your Online Course that is on my email list in MailChimp, Zapier sends MailChimp a message that says, take that person off the lead, the tag of lead and put them into the customer pile so they get a different set of emails so that every time someone signs up for my program, I don't have to go into MailChimp manually and take them off the lead list, 
and put them in the customer list so they won't keep getting emails asking them to sign up for the program. They go into the customer list and get a different set of emails. Now, if that sounds overwhelming, I actually teach you how to do that in Create, Market, and Sell Your Online Course. Once your course is built, I teach you how to set up that very simple sales funnel that automates the onboarding process for you so that you don't have to do the manual movement of your customers from your email list to your customer list. Zapier has, I think it's $20 a zap, and I think I have two set up. So maybe I do pay, the first one is free. I think the second one, maybe I'm paying $20 a month for the second one. Totally worth it. It's a huge pain in the ass to have to move someone off your email list. The second part of that is the Thinkific software package, which is what I use to deliver my program. It's also what I use to create programming for entrepreneurs and organizations. Thinkific is, besides Adobe, it's the most expensive software that I have, and I don't have the pro version. I think I only have the $80 a month version because there's just certain things about Thinkific I don't need, so I haven't upgraded that. There is a free version of it, and I teach you how to use the free version when I teach you how to create your online course. I teach you how to market from there, and I teach you how to sell from there, but that is the program that I use to deliver my programming, and it costs me 80 bucks a month to keep that up and running on the internet. MailChimp, I pay $14 a month based on the size of my email list. I think I have 150 people now on my email list. It's actually grown quite a bit in the last few months, but it used to be free. And then I wanted to set up some automations, like I mentioned with Zapier and Thinkific. So I had to upgrade to be able to do that. WordPress is where my, my website is hosted. And I bought this website, I don't even know how many years ago, like 2015. I pay $36 a month every three months for hosting. I pay $90 a year to have the theme for my website. And then I pay $50 a year for my URL. So 36, 50, and 90. So it might cost me 200 bucks a year to keep my website up and running. No, that's not right. $36 times four is 120, 120, 220. Yeah, maybe $300 a year to keep my website up and running. Then I use a product called Anchor to host my podcast. Anchor is free, which is great. And I use a program called Audacity to record my podcast. So the hosting software, which puts the podcast out into like Apple and Google, is called Anchor. Audacity is the podcast software that I use to record and create and edit my podcast. And then Zoom is the last piece of software that I have written down. So there might actually be more, but Zoom is the only other software that I pay for. So Audacity is free, Anchor is free. Zoom is of course conferencing software. I have a subscription to Zoom and Matt has a subscription to Zoom because he meets with forward facing clients. And we do a lot of internal meetings on Zoom and Nancy and Adam don't have Zoom accounts. They just come into the rooms where Matt and I are or whichever one of us sets up the meeting. And like, that's it, guys. <laughs> so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 pieces of software to keep this fucker running. <laughs> and there may be more that I am forgetting. I don't think so, though. Super, super fun. So I didn't do a tally. I actually didn't tally up how much that is. Uh, I, I have to sit down and look at my monthly business expenses every quarter. 
and that's when I make a decision to keep or cut something. And so I just did that a couple of months ago and I cannot recall what it was costing, but it's not too much money. It might cost mm, maybe seven or 800 bucks a month to keep the business going digitally, which when you think about it, you know, we did 120,000 in revenue in January, February and March. And if it cost me, let's say $1,000 a month, just, just to be generous, it cost me $1,000 a month. The return on that investment of having $1,000 a month to keep my business running digitally, that's not including my rent or payroll, of course, um, you know, to get the, uh, that literally a hundred times, you know, to get a return on that, to keep the business going. People freak out when they have to pay for stuff. And I just think like, is it going to get us to more money and more impact and, and more change, then like, let's pay for it. So just think about that when you're thinking about your business, you know, you're investing in it to give it oxygen to breathe, you don't want to cut off the oxygen. And you also want to make sure that you're choosing the right packages for the needs that you have. I didn't start out with all of these, of course, I started out with a website and an email. And I had social media accounts and then I added Buffer and I used it as I needed. And then I added Calendly because I used to just do emails back and forth with people. And then I emailed the, you know, I set up the the company emails. So then I had Trello and then I had Slack and, you know, so it, you add to it, but you have to be aware of if you continue to use something or it's not being used effectively, you have to be just as willing to let it go because there's no point in paying for something just in case. All of this stuff is so easy to sign up for that you can come back to it at any time and likely get a free trial so that you get another month of it for free and then decide if you're actually needing it and you keep paying for it. So I did just want to share that with you to give you a bit of a behind the scenes look at what it takes to keep a digital business running. It's not just about showing up and putting stuff on social media. It takes a lot of moving parts to do that. And that's just the part you see. And so I wanted to share that with you. I teach you how to use all of this software, by the way, in my program, Create Market and Sell Your Online Course. And I teach you how to use all of these systems, how to set up all these systems so that you don't just have products to sell, you have the mechanisms to support those products that you are selling and supporting yourself and your team if you have a team or when you get a team. Because if you're going to grow quick, you want to start thinking about what does it look like if you do this by yourself and what does it look like if you're going to do this with people. And I was using all of this, like I said, without Slack and Trello, I was using all of this on my own. I taught myself how to use it all and now I'm teaching you how to use it. However, you have to create your course first. This is all just bullshit if you have nothing to sell. So let's focus on creating the thing that you're going to sell. Go to heatherdevoe.com slash webinars, W-E-B-I-N-A-R-S. Sign up for the three-part webinar happening in June, June 6th, 7th, and 8th. It is a three-part webinar, 45 minutes each. We are going to crush creating a course that helps your students succeed. You're going to learn how to make a promise and follow through on it by creating your course a certain way. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and you're all fired up to create that online course, come join us in Create, Market, and Sell Your Online Course. Our signature program helps you get your ideas out of your head and onto the page fast. We'll build your course with you in 30 days flat. Then you'll spend 30 days developing a marketing plan and you'll build a sales strategy because your business deserves to be in the world making that impact you want to make. An online course can help you do that, my friend, and we can help you create it. Go to heatherdevoe.com right now and sign up. I can't wait to see what you create in the world.